face is an angle for the smart and me. But my universe keeps on pulling me back into our self-imposed species size. Bring the tyranny. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Ring of Tyranny. Uh, I'm your host, Alan Johns, and you are listening to the only hashtag WrestleCast in the hashtag WrestleCast Nation, hosted by an ex-truth teller such as myself. We welcome you to the show. Um, If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. If you're joining us again, welcome again. Uh, We thank you for returning. If your name is TEC Bid, we thank you for your patronage, our beloved patron. And um, we'd like to play you... uh, uh, Speaking of TEC Bid, uh, you know... Usually we we get into it a little bit here. We start talking about the show. uh, You know, mostly for new listeners, uh, we'll recap, kind of recap the show, what's been happening with the show. The show's been on for about, for almost, the show's been on for almost two years now. We've almost been going out, well, we've been going at this for about a year, if you're going to go. Well, there was a show before this on this RSS feed, and this RSS feed that we use uh, uh, belongs to... Uh, someone that lets us use it. Uh, it was used for something else uh, at the start. Um, so if you if you go all the way back, uh, you can listen to the first uh, 20, 20, 23 episodes on this RSS feed that constitute uh, the Grass Growing Podcast. But uh, the RSS feed owner uh, had to stop. They had to stop doing the podcast, so they decided to let me use uh, the RSS feed for the podcast. Um, and I am Alan Johns, ex-truth teller. If you're wondering what an ex-truth teller is, well, it's a, a, a someone who previously was in the business of truth-telling and had a truth-telling operation that expanded uh, quite rapidly over the span of, uh, of 10 years of a decade, and we had a forum, uh, we had a website, we had uh, an AM radio show, an online show, a podcast, and this was a, uh, you know, four hours a day, seven days a week, uh, podcast, uh, truth-telling, as it were, quote-unquote. Some people may refer to it as conspiracy theorizing. Of course, that is not at all what we were doing. We were telling the truth um, as it came to us about the government and its, uh, you know, insidious plots and all these things that uh, everyone would talk about on the forums. Anyways, and a space alien from outer space came from outer space, and he disliked the show so much that he interfered with the show until my sponsors left, and he ruined my show, and then he stole my voice, my actual voice, and I couldn't talk uh, for about two years. And um, I'm not going to get too back, too much back into that. I'm not going to get into uh, Dweebus the Space Alien, a.k.a. Christian Cage, a.k.a. Sammy Callahan, a.k.a. Ernest the Cat Miller, a.k.a. Curry Man. No, I'm not going to get too much into that. If you want to get into that, you can listen to the first 40 or, episode, 40 or so episodes that constitute Season 1 of this show, Ring of Tyranny, which you are listening to now. Um, a citizen of the hashtag WrestleCast Nation. Um, you know, basically, I didn't have my voice for two years, and then my voice suddenly appeared again. And, uh, and during those two years, I had been trying to recover on my organic, uh, my daughter's organic farming operation somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific, but I was trying to recover. I began to watch uh, the WWE Network and rekindle an old flame with my first love, professional wrestling. I watched so many matches. I watched so many pay-per-views, so many favorite pay-per-views. I watched Bad Blood 1997. I watched every Brett the Hitman Heart match. And uh, 
when my voice came back, my wife and I decided it would be okay for me to return to broadcasting because I'm a third generation broadcaster, first generation podcaster. I've got it in my bones. I've got it in my blood. And I wanted to return to broadcasting. I wanted to return to podcasting. And even though there are a hundred thousand or so episodes covering the WWE, well, that's what we initially did here at Ring of Tyranny, trying to bring you the very best in professional wrestling news and opinion. Well, you can't necessarily do that without covering WWE, right? Well, that's what we thought. But WWE kept adding shows, kept adding, you know, NXT has a new hour. There's two hours of SmackDown, three hours of Raw, two hours of NXT. There was an hour of 205 Live. There was the Edge and Christian Show of Awesomeness. There was Ride Along. There was uh, uh, 24 documentaries uh, where they stole one of our episode titles, The Year of Ronda Rousey. I mean, there was too much to keep up with. And much to the chagrin of our alien invader who began to listen to this podcast, I assume to uh, uh, monitor my activities and make sure we weren't talking about the truth, telling the truth anymore. Uh, Guess what happened? Well, Dweebus out there in outer space, wherever it is uh, he resides, he became a wrestling fan and he started listening to the podcast a lot more than most people listen to the podcast. That's why for a while... Uh, we thought perhaps our, our patron, our beloved patron, TEC Bid, was, uh, in fact, Tweebus in disguise. Uh, but that ship has sailed. Uh, well, we've moved past it anyway, because what happened was Dweebus interfered with this show so much as we began to cover WWE less and less. Dweebus uh, got more and more upset because out there in outer space, I guess, they don't have cable connections. They don't have, uh, you know, they don't have avenues to watch WWE. They don't have Hulu, apparently, where they have the capability to contact earth uh you know and as far as we know uh us earthlings uh from our government's announcements and what nasa's told us we don't have the capability to contact an alien race such as his uh he has the capability to contact us and uh, invade our planet and steal my voice but they never had the capability to google they you know parallel uh parallel evolving societies their particular version of uh society did not invent the internet so he had no access to wwe this was his uh wwe news outlet informational forum that he was uh you know he was using us to keep track of wwe and when we stopped covering wwe well that made dweebus aka curry man aka sammy callahan aka christian cage aka ernest the cat miller so upset that he began to interfere with the show some more. He began to interfere with the show, bringing his own WWE predictions, uh, just interfering with the broadcast and demanding that we cover WWE uh, to the point where I decided to relent and just give him his own segment covering WWE. Unfortunately, before he could do that, the uh, men in black, the black helicopters and the black cars shut up at our doorstep and they tried to shut me down. And uh, FDI Special Agent Clinton gave me the throat lozenges, the DEB grade throat lozenges that have cleared up my my throat a little bit. He he called my voice grating, annoying, and uh, absolutely uh, irritating. And uh, he gave me some uh, some high grade, government grade th- throat lozenges that have cleared up my voice now, and I guess make it a little more tolerable uh, to listen to. You know, I used to kind of I used to kind of sound like this. I used to kind of sound like this, I guess, and now. Uh, the voice has cleared up a little bit, and Special Agent Clinton and I, uh, well, you know, once once we got into it, once he realized I, you know, I, as far as I'm concerned, I didn't want to be invaded by the space alien. I didn't want to be annoyed by the space alien, but his uh, technological capabilities in some respects, as I just said, uh, outweigh mine, and there's not a whole lot that I could do about it. So, 
Special Agent Clinton kind of understood that, and, and uh, you know, we, we eventually kind of became friends over the weeks uh, that this show has not been broadcast. Uh, talking about Law & Order SVU, talking about Chicago PD, uh, big surprise, uh, law enforcement agents are are uh, generally fans of those shows and and we were talking about that if you've if you've been listening to uh this show lately you know we have a little a little affiliation with well we don't have an official affiliation with chicago pd we i just like to watch chicago pd and i tried to get our executive producer well, our our ex-executive producer bernie Presido, who used to work tirelessly to bring you this show and brought you the movie reviews uh you know, I tried to get him to cover Chicago PD, but he called it Chicago PU instead. Uh, even though our Chicago PD tweet, which essentially read "can't dot 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 stop dot 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 watching dot 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 Chicago PD," even though that tweet was our uh, by far our most successful tweet. Uh, and if you want to contact us on Twitter, it is at Ring of Tyranny. That's at R I N G O F T Y R A N N Y on the Twitter. Uh, uh, that was our most famous tweet. So we're covering Chicago PD, but we'd like to keep bringing the people that come here for the very best in professional wrestling news and opinion. Well, we'd like to keep bringing you that. And I'm going to bring uh, these episodes to you as often as I can right now. Um, if you listen to the past few episodes, you know I'm on a, a ride into town. The sun's not even up yet. It's it's pre, you know, it's about 6.15 in the morning and I'm riding into town to get some general supplies. I got to do this. I've been uh, working, uh, basically been working for my daughter. She's 20. 20-something years younger than me, and and uh, she's basically the reason we're still able to operate. I do apologize for the yawning. Uh, that's because the sun isn't up. As I said, uh, it's very early in the morning. Anyway, uh, today's episode, uh, the past few has been a couple of Chicago PD. We're just going to kind of jump, change it up. Uh, we, can, we can record these fairly often, I hope. We'll see how long we can keep this train a, a chugging. Uh, if you'd like to help us out, go head on over to Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash ringoftyranny, that's R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y, and you can join our beloved uh, patron, T-E-C Bid, with the X-Men avatar, you can become our second, our third, even our fourth patron over there, patreon.com slash ringoftyranny, um, and uh, we do appreciate you, Mr. Bid, and as as we uh, as we are accustomed to doing, we'd like to play the uh, the TEC Bid song for our patron, uh, TEC Bid. TEC Bid, thank you for your bid. TEC Bid, thank you for your bid. You commented, but you made history with um, Alan and Bertie. So thank you, patron. Our first patron. <laughs> that, of T- course, was the TEC Bid song uh, for our beloved patron, TEC Bid, who has stuck with us through these trying times. I, I know at one point he was threatening a lawsuit against me, uh, claiming that the uh, Pentagon Earth Experience, a.k.a. the P people, had stolen his wallet and were increasing their donations to uh, to the program without his consent and well, if that's true, that's unfortunate. But I don't, I don't know how to refuse uh, donations on Patreon. So we do appreciate your. Oh boy! Oh, excuse me. Oh, that was quite a yawn. We do appreciate your patron patronage there, bid uh, more than you could know. Hopefully, the song uh, helps a little bit there, and uh, we hope you continue to keep listening to the show. And in order to keep you listening to the show, we have a very special. AEW Dynamite review. We did watch AEW Dynamite last night. Uh, this was the second episode of the new show, uh, brought to you by Tony Khan, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. Uh, most of whom were were there last night uh, to, you know, 
to say hello, as it were. And uh, it was a pretty, pretty good episode. Pretty good episode. We had a good time watching it. Uh, this is definitely more of a return to WCW style, straight up wrestling. I guess that's what they were promising. They were saying that the, uh, they were saying that the win loss records were gonna mean something in AEW as opposed to uh, as opposed to WWE, which was more. I guess what you consider it is WWE is more of a silly kind of theatrical production with the backstage vignettes and things like that. AEW, All Elite Wrestling is not presenting so many of those, but the show started out uh, with, um, I I believe the first thing was the private party and the Young Bucks had a match, a high-flying, high-stakes match, uh, entertaining to watch, a lot of acrobatics and and, uh, big moves, big flippity-dippity kicks and and flippity-dippity moves that, uh, you know, knocked opponents out. There was a lot of diving in this show. I noticed that. There's a lot of diving through the ropes to the outside. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just getting more and more acquainted, uh, familiar with the stars of AEW All Elite Wrestling. Um, and, uh, after this match, uh, basically Jericho, Chris Jericho, the AEW, uh, world champion with a little bit of the bubbly came out, uh, showing off his belt, showing off his crew, uh, which is uh, it consists of LAX, Santana. Uh, you know, the LAX from Impact Wrestling is pretty much his crew now. Uh, Sammy Guevara and uh, Jack Swagger, Jack Hager um, from, you know, he used to be in WWE. He in MMA. He's got quite a crew. And apparently they're calling themselves the Inner Circle. That's, that's, uh, oh boy, oh, excuse me. That's another one of those pre-sunrise yawns for you, and I do apologize for that. Uh, hopefully one of those days we can be a little less tired this early in the morning. Uh, but anyway, Jericho and his crew were out there standing, standing big, trying to look imposing in the ring and telling everyone at AEW that things are about to change. They're going to go the way of the inner circle. The inner circle is running things. That's what Jericho claims. Um, you know, he's just basically being a bully. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that happened. Um, then we had, I believe we had a women's match. You know, I was kind of in and out of this show. Uh, my, rece- my, 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 my internet, my, my reception wasn't so great. Uh, it it kind of kept going out. I don't know if that was happening to other people where the live stream was reconnecting and things like that. Uh, but this, uh, this episode, uh, you know, went, went on. This is kind of like a... Uh, seemed like this would be the general weekly episode. This is kind of how it would go. And, and so, uh, there was a match between Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen. You had Jimmy Havoc had a little, um, kind of more, it was kind of more of a sports style of doing it where you had the frame and frame while Jimmy Havoc's coming out to the ring. You got this little picture in picture, uh, shot of him talking about how he's going to destroy his opponent, Darby Allen, kind of whacking himself in the face, which was, which was a surprise. Uh, you know, he's, he's punching himself in the face, I guess getting psyched up. I don't, I don't really recommend, uh, hitting oneself like that. Uh, not only for, you know, the, uh, the physical reasons, but the psychological reasons as well. Uh, that's, that kind of stick with you probably after you're hitting yourself like that. But Jimmy Havoc did it. He was psyching himself up for his match with Darby Allen. So he whacked himself in the face and, uh, I guess he came out to the ring and uh, they had their match, and uh, Darby Allen won the match. This was a match for uh, number one contendership against Chris Jericho. The Darby Allen's going to have a match against Chris Jericho on uh, AEW Dynamite next week. And so um, that happened. Uh, there were a couple other matches, and then we got to the end of the show 
which was a match, uh, a three-on-three tag match, uh, Cody and uh, who was it? The the best friends, I think, and uh, they were going against Jericho and, and LAX, which aren't called LAX anymore, Santana and Ortiz. They're called something else I'm not really sure if they've given themselves an official name, but they are bad guys, bad, bad boys, bad guys, uh, where they were kind of good guys over there at Impact Wrestling. They don't have the LAX song anymore, which I do love, which you can hear on... Uh, on keeping it 100 with Conan, one of the one of the uh, elected uh, officials of the hashtag WrestleCast Nation, and uh, this match basically ended in a DQ and a brawl. You had uh, the Inner Circle coming out. Sammy Guevara came out to beat up on uh, Cody, and uh, or no, 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 Cody wasn't out. No, what am I talking? I don't even know what I'm talking about. But basically, there was a match. Jericho was in it. He started to lose. Then the lights went out. Then Cody showed up and he attacked Jericho. And, uh, oh, you know, there was a big match uh, in the middle of this. There was a John Moxley match. Uh, it was John Moxley versus Sean Spears. Uh, Sean Spears, of course, uh, Ty Dillinger, the perfect 10 from WWE. John Moxley finally had a match against Sean Spears. John Moxley uh, was wrestling wrestling pretty great. Looked, uh, looked probably better than he ever has. I will say, do not, you can't underestimate the impact of having Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone on commentary during this show. It's fantastic. And uh, what's his name? Excalibur, who used we used to have a little clip of Excalibur screaming pile driver uh, before the theme song of this show. Maybe we'll throw that on here. But Excalibur uh, and Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone were doing a great job on commentary. Very entertaining. It's kind of the thing where you know they're painting the picture. They're they're making the show roll right along, where you don't even totally notice it, notice everything that they're saying. Of course. But when they need to be there, they're there, and they're filling in the gaps and, and making everything pretty entertaining. But this is more of a WCW-style uh, product with the matches going straight forward, a little bit of interference here and there. Some people have complained that AEW isn't explaining who these people are. Well, there's there's a decent enough explanation. And if you ever watched old-school wrestling, I mean, you never got a huge explanation for why people were there or what they were doing. You just got the little promos and... You know, there's time. There's there's also hours and hours and hours of being the elite and Road to Double or Nothing, Road to All Out, and all those shows on the internet uh, if you want to watch all that. Anyway, uh, you had a match between John Moxley and Sean Spears, with which ended with uh, John Moxley. Well, which which it ended with John Moxley leaving uh, and Kenny Omega showing up. Kenny Omega showed up with his uh, his uh, barbed wire baseball bat and a, and a, bar, a barbed wire. Uh, uh, was it a hockey stick or, or it was a broom? It was a broom with barbed wire wrapped around it, and uh, he brought those out to John Moxley. Looked like he was going to attack John Moxley, but lo and behold, Pac, Pack came out from behind him and 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 took out Kenny Omega. So he's laying on the ramp, and Pack just kind of stared John Moxley down and left. This was after Kenny Omega tossed John Moxley a barbed wire baseball bat. So it looked like the two John Moxley and Kenny Omega were going to go at it with a barbed wire baseball bat versus a barbed wire broom uh, style fight. But Pac came out to interrupt the fight and knock uh, Kenny Omega out. So John Moxley, uh, well, he did. He actually did the honorable thing and tossed the baseball bat covered in barbed wire on the ground and sort of walked away, not uh, willing to. He didn't. He obviously didn't want uh, a cheap, a cheap uh, go at Kenny Omega. He wanted to take him out himself. He looked a little upset that Pac had taken out Kenny Omega uh, before. John Moxley had gotten the chance. So uh, 
that's what happened there. Then we had the last match, which was the uh, three-on-three match. Uh, Chris Jericho and a couple others versus uh, three others. And by the end of this match, uh, we had uh, a bunch of interference going down. We had a bunch of interference going down. We had uh, the Young Bucks coming out. The lights went off, and Cody showed up, uh, I guess, to uh, to attack Jericho. But Jericho... Uh, once Cody started beating up on Jericho, then the uh, LAX came out and started beating up on Cody. So it kind of went back and forth until they were about to hurt Cody. The inner circle kind of had it up on the Young Bucks. Every every one of Cody's friends was out there. Darby Allen came out with his skateboard. And uh, and uh, basically what happened was MJF, Maxwell, Jacob Friedman ran down to the ring. And now a lot of people think this guy's a bad guy, he's a bad dude. He says a lot of things uh, against people. You know, he comes out and calls the audience poor and gross. It says they smell gross. They look gross. Um, but he basically helped Cody in Cody's time of need. And though he hasn't really been the best friend, maybe, Max L. Jacob Friedman uh, is does claim to be Cody's best friend. And, um, you know, is always kind of hanging out with him. So he helped Cody out. He got Jericho off of him. And uh, the... The uh, inner circle there with Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Jack Hager, uh, they started to retreat. And Darby Allen was out there swinging a skateboard. So you kind of have a couple good guy, bad guy factions here taking shape. You got the inner circle with the Chris Jericho, the Jack Hager, Sammy Guevara, and the LAX. And you got whatever, I guess the outer circle with Cody, uh, the Bucks, um, Darby Allen, and MJF, which was kind of a surprise because I think a lot of people thought MJF was kind of a bad dude, but here he is hanging with the good guys. So maybe he's just going to be the bad boy of the good guy crew, and that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna have with MJF. I guess we're gonna see in the coming weeks. But overall, oh, this was a very entertaining show. Um, this presentation, at least in ring, is uh, you know I mean how much different from WWE can it get? WWE's the kings, they're dead, but it was. You had kind of the camera in the back. It uh, seemed it seemed a little more uh, a little more like a WCW uh, retro homage style production in ring at least. Um, I would like to see a few more backstage things, and maybe we will after the pay per view coming up. Uh, full gear pay per view is is what's on the horizon there, which I assume will be on Fight TV. Um, that's coming up, and and well. Uh, I approve, so I give this episode of AEW Dynamite a B, B plus. Uh, you know, it was it was a good episode. I I mean, if you're a fan of, of wrestling, this is uh, definitely a different style of wrestling from you know the Lana's uh, kind of kissing and rubbing all over Bobby Lashley to make Rusev upset and King Corbin coming out in his crown. There's not a whole lot of silliness just yet in AEW uh, Dynamite. Not to say that there won't be. I know the Bucks are kind of silly guys, and Kenny Omega's a silly guy himself, but right now we got a straight-up wrestling program making itself heard. The personification of the American Dream Dusty Rhodes begins to take shape as it battles the personification of the evil empire under Vince McMahon. So I don't know what happened on NXT. That's our AEW Dynamite review. That's the show we're going to be sticking to. Um... Because, you know, we know what's going on on NXT. We know Velveteen Dream is amazing. We know people are amazing. But now they're sending people back to NXT from the WWE main roster. It's kind of like you have so many people. You have so many people under your clutches on your roster that you don't even know what to do with them. That you're sending them back to NXT and adding an hour on to that. So now you got, 
you know, that's one of the benefits, big, big time, big time sells and benefits of AEW, and I think it's probably easy to overlook that, is that you're taking on, if you decide to become a patron of AEW and keep up with AEW every week, really, you can keep up with all the internet videos, but even those are only going to add 20, 40 minutes to your, to your uh, intake. Whereas AEW, the show, is going to be two hours of your time every week, uh, as opposed to 10 plus hours of WWE programming to keep up, because now you have NXT entering the main storyline, whereas Vince kind of kind of held it at arm's length before. NXT is becoming another, you know, premium show that you got to keep up with in order to keep up with what's going on in the WWE universe, which is fast expanding and overtaking the wrestling world. So we're watching AEW for now, folks. We're going to keep up with AEW. I'll try to bring you AEW reviews, but that was AEW Dynamite for October 9th, 2019. It is October 10th, 2019, and you are listening to Ring of Tyranny. If you'd like to send us an email, please do so. It's Ring of Tyranny. That's R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R. A-N-N-Y at gmail.com. Feel free to send us your questions, comments, your criticisms. Uh, we do appreciate those, and we do appreciate you sending them in. Who knows, maybe one day we'll be able to do a regular show again if we get enough patrons going. If we get enough buzz going, we'll be able to do a regular show again where we're not recording on these uh, truck rides into town at 6 in the morning. But for now, uh, we're not doing that, so we don't have the capability to read the letters on the air, but we do appreciate you bringing in the letters. And so if you send me letters, I'll try to read them, and maybe I'll mention them on the air. Uh, give us an email, ringoftyranny at gmail.com. Head on over to Patreon if you want to support this show, patreon.com slash ringoftyranny. Join TEC Bid and the movement happening over there. Um, uh, keep up with the hashtag WrestleCastNation. Uh, keep being wrestling fans. Keep the keep up the good fight, the true blue, good heart in you. May you help it soar. And uh, may the good Lord take a liking to you and suplex you real soon. Good morning. <laughs>